1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. But go to the window, open it, and stick your head out
2: and yell. Welcome to At the Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guasamacchia. Yankee fans, get used to disappointment. You are not getting a star pitcher at the MLB trade deadline. At least if you read all the reports from John Heyman, Ken Rosenthal, John Morosi, all of the buster only, all of the experts, the quote-unquote experts, in the know, although we've learned from NBA free agency, don't always trust what you read. And that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping these experts have it all wrong and the Yankees are in on a star-studded pitcher, maybe Madison Bumgarner, but the report NBC uh, San Francisco is reporting there have been talks with the Astros and the Giants about a possible trade for Madison Bumgarner. Doesn't mean that it's going to happen, but where are the Yankees on that? What are the Yankees doing? The report by John Heyman, Tanner Roark? Really? That's who they're targeting right now? Another fourth or fifth starter? They have a million of those guys. Do you really have confidence? Outside of Masahiro Tanaka, I know he gave up 12 earned runs in Fenway Park. It was abysmal, and, and he's been bad. I get it, but I trust him in the postseason. His track record speaks for itself. Other than uh, Domingo Hormann, I, I, maybe. He's pitched great. I, I, I understand that, but really, does that really instill confidence I don't know what the Yankees are doing as far as a trade deadline, but they got outfoxed by the New York Mets in the Marcus Stroman trade. They, if they don't end up with Trevor Bauer or at least someone similar, Yankee fans are going to be disappointed, and they're going to raise hell because Tanner Roark? Really? that That's the guy they're targeting? Or Robbie Ray? Hello, Robbie Ray. Uh, great strikeout rate. Other than that, is he any better than James Paxton? I don't think so. Um, So a lot of MLB trade deadline talk. We'll get more into it. Other teams involved as well. We'll Will Norris in the guard be moved? It seems unlikely, but you never know. Jason Vargas was moved to the Phillies. That dropped yesterday during the show, just about uh, around the time we ended the show. So we'll get more into that and which teams have to make deals. We'll look at the um, World Series uh, odds uh, a little bit, too, and uh, see how much that changes when and, and these, these trades are going to happen. Like the, the contenders are going to make tr- a big-time big, big time trade, right? The Astros are, are looking at a, a bunch of pitchers to add to their rotation, to a rotation that's already rock-solid. So we'll see how much their odds change from today and uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll look back because the deadline's tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. Right around this time tomorrow is the M- uh, MLB trade deadline. So we'll take a look at that. Um, my opening number is 11 and a half and that is the total for the Yankees game tonight against the Diamondbacks. And if you've been paying attention, the Yankees, all the Yankee games are going over the run total. They're going over. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Yankees can't pitch. Uh, their starting pitching has been abysmal, except for Domingo Hormon, who gave up three earned runs in five and one-third innings against the Red Sox. Not even a quality start, but the Yankees will take it. All right, he'll get great praise, too, for how he pitched as well. Um, and when you consider it, uh, it's all relative, right? When you, you compare it to CC Sabathia, to uh, James Paxton, to Masahiro Tanaka against uh, the Red Sox, then you'll take it. Um, but until the Yankees starting uh, pitching rotation can, can settle down and they have Jay Happ on the mound tonight, another guy that's been struggling, um, no confidence. So you go over the 11.5 total there tonight with with the um, Yankees and the Diamondbacks. So that's my opening number, 11.5 We'll get more into baseball bets and, and more of... Uh, will Syndergaard start for, for the New York Mets tonight? Will he be polled? Uh, we know that there is a backup plan as uh, the A pitcher was just called up, uh, Edwin Santana, I believe. And so as of right now, Noah Syndergaard still um, expected to start. I'll, I'll just check the Twitter uh, real quick to make sure that is correct. Because you never know. It's a fluid situation um, in MLB, especially with the trade deadline just Less than 24 hours away right now. Less than 24 hours away, the MLB trade deadline. Who's going to come out looking great? You have winners and losers all the time. Want to play a video. LeBron James making the rounds today. Skip Bayless on Fox Sports 1, of course. No one surprised. Criticized LeBron James for celebrating uh, at his son's high school game, uh, an alley-oop dunk. He was on the court. We'll show you the video a little later on. And I want you to decide. Was LeBron James a little too excited? Was he uh, a little too overzealous in his celebration at his son's high school basketball game? He was on the court. We'll show you the video. Or is it just LeBron James being criticized for just being LeBron James, right? This guy can't do anything without some level of criticism being shipped his way. Is it jealousy, of course, in the end? So you are going to decide when I play the video, you'll decide at home whether or not that's the case if LeBron's out of bounds or in bounds. We'll, we'll do that a little bit later on, on today. And also, Jerry Jones spoke to CBS DFW. It's the Channel 11 station there in uh, DFW. Um, and Ezekiel, it was on his mind, and it's making the rounds. Uh, his quote is, and we'll get you that sound a little bit later on but Ezekiel Elliott in Mexico in Cabo right now instead of being in Oxnard California how much of a concern is that for the Dallas Cowboys do they just think hey whatever he's trying to make um uh, a play for more money but ultimately with two years left on his deal right only played three has two more years left on his deal it's not Melvin Gordon with one year left on his rookie deal will he um Come into camp a little bit later on. Not play preseason. A la Julio Jones, who we hear from uh, as well, did not play preseason last year. He won't play preseason this year uh, again. That's Julio Jones, and and good for him. Uh, I, I don't see a reason why. So we'll, we'll get his thoughts as well. So a lot to do. NFL training camp, MLB trade deadline, uh, a lot on there. And also Jill Ellis, and this is breaking news. And, and and I love to read the headlines. Love to do a bit where just read the headlines. You react to the story. Jill Ellis stepping down as the women's uh, a national soccer coach and what I'm thinking about with that story is, and she won the World Cup and, and congratulations uh, on all, all the success, but who will take over? And will we have someone from the past, maybe a Mia Hamm take over and um, how much people really are paying attention to this? That's a great story as well. We'll get more into that as well. A lot of headlines to read and in, in the NBA as well, C.J. McCollum signs an extension. How much do you really care about that? A lot to do, but we'll hear from LeBron James. Was he a little bit overboard with his reaction? That's next here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network.
0: 888- 400 435 400 andro400.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your
4: property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates?
2: Back here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network, let's talk LeBron James, Lightning Rod, everything this guy does is in a microscope, I mean people just love to either love him or hate him, right, he's that polarizing, so why not make, uh, make LeBron James a part of the show, it's the NBA, it's in the off season, there's really no off season anyway anymore, but... Uh, to make in the rounds, LeBron James, his son, as you know, 14-year-old uh, uh, Ronnie Jr. goes by uh, playing AAU games. And if you follow uh, LeBron James on Instagram, he's always posting pics and videos of his son and playing in AAU basketball games. Really proud. He played in the championship game, had a like game-winning dunk. That was his last post. That was six days ago. But the video that uh, Skip Bayless commented on, on Fox Sports 1, Uh, and criticized LeBron James, surprise, surprise, and what uh, other people on Twitter and prominent people on Twitter are criticizing LeBron James for was his reaction to an alley-oop dunk in a 14-AU basketball game, 14-year-old, 15-year-old. And uh, here, here's the video. You decide for yourself, what do you think of LeBron James' celebration to his son, Bronny Jr.'s uh, alley-oop dunk? Here, let's play the video now. And you can see I'll describe it a little bit. The kid's going to miss his three-pointer, back rim, Rebound to LeBron Jr.'s team, and here we go. Run the fast break, and alley up to Bronny Jr., and there you go. And now watch LeBron's reaction here. You'll see it. He lost his shoe. There he is. <laughs> He's jumping up and down, running on the court. And uh, here we go. All right, we'll play it one more time. One more time. Play it back. Play it back so now people will understand what I'm, what I'm getting at. Focus on LeBron James' reaction. Here we go. As the opposing team, three-pointer, back rim. Here we go. Now they're on the fast break. This is LeBroni Jr.'s team. And here's the alley-oop to Bronny Jr. Boom. Nice. And LeBron James' reaction. Here it is. <laughs> you can see him losing his shoe. It's really funny. All right, is that over the top, guys? I mean, you decide. Here, this is what we're going to set up. Is that over the top in his celebration, LeBron James with his son, with the alley-oop, or is it just an average uh, father rooting on his son, just celebrating a a great moment in his son's life? He's there for it. He's witnessing it. He's he's just pumping up his son. They're all engaged, and they they absolutely love his enthusiasm, right? But has anyone been to a Little League baseball game? That's what I'm going to compare it to. You always have those parents, those overzealous parents, those overbearing parents. Who are just over the top in everything that they do, and as far as uh, you know, just engaging in a little league baseball game, and it can lead to some discomfort amongst other parents, right? I, I cringe. I've my uh, nephew plays little league, plays uh, travel league uh, baseball as well. He's, he's eleven years old now. He's been playing since he was eight, right? So I've been going to some of these games and. Some of the stuff you hear, and this is just like, I mean, these kids are, they're not professionals, right? I mean, Bronny Jr., at least you could see at this age, 14, he's going to be, uh, I mean, you could see his talent. His talent's are there where it's something he's going to pursue in college and what have you. And he's LeBron James's son. So oh, he has the genetics for crying out loud. So we, we, we get that, right? Um, but little league, I mean, you just go to any little league game. It doesn't, I mean, just witness it. Just hang out there, and you'll see, like the parents, just so engaged and just over the top, and they're just praise and sometimes criticism of other youngsters and stuff. So it's not anything unusual, let's put it that way, right? But LeBron James, with his uh, status and what have you, and knowing that his, his son is 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 one of the elite prospects. Uh, for his age group, uh right, 14, 15, he's gonna play in the super team in high school and, and and whatnot. Um is is he a little over the top there? Or is do you look at it and just like that's normal, that's that's great actually on the counter uh that LeBron's so engaged in his son's uh, basketball games. Um so you decide that. Um Danny, uh, I know you're listening. I know you watched the video. What's your opinion? Is LeBron over the top or is LeBron right in his uh celebration there for his uh son.
6: I mean, I I'm kind of I'm kind of with him celebrating on this one cuz yep. I, I mean, he's excited for his son. Just killing. Doing g- doing great. Like, yeah. So, no
2: problem. No issue with with how he celebrate. I mean, just going onto the court. You you could sit there and you could cheer on your son, all right? You don't have to be so demonstrative in your yeah, you know, uh praise and for your, your celebration, right? So there's different ways to celebrate. I get that. I, so you have no problem
6: with it. I don't have a problem with it, but to what you just said, I, I feel like he's LeBron James. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, if, gonna if, if your parent is a pro athlete and you're playing the sport that he's the pro athlete of, best in the world, uh, arguably one of the best in the world at, like, I, I think it's okay for, for him to, to take a, a little bit of a bigger leap than most parents right, would.
2: So I wanted to correct something. It's not LeBron's son that's actually slam dunking that alley-oop that we just showed. It's actually teammates, Bronny Jr.'s teammates. So does, But Bronny Jr.'s on that team, that's his team. Um, does that change your opinion a little bit? Eh, still not. Yeah, I, I don't I, think I would still,
6: yeah. if, if I'm on that team and I come home, that would still be my biggest takeaway from the game. I'd be like, LeBron James liked our team. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like he he celebrated with the team on on uh, the court. I, yeah, I would and, still go home happy about that. I agree with that,
2: right? So it wasn't Le- uh, LeBron's son on the alley oop there that we showed you in the video where he lost his shoe. But I would be like, if I was like that, you know, if if you saw the video, the, the kid who missed the three, like the opposing uh, players uh, in that video, and I was a parent, I'd be like, wow, this is cool. LeBron James is here at the game. Like I would be like, uh, like I, I wouldn't be upset with LeBron James acting that way after, a like, a slam dunk uh, fast break. Like, I wouldn't care. So I kind of agree with you in, in in a sense. It's overblown um, uh, with the criticism of LeBron there. I mean, he's having fun or whatever. It was a timeout. He ran onto the court, lost his shoe, which is kind of comical. But I'm uh, <laughs> such a great athlete that he just trips over his own shoe or whatever. But uh, it wasn't Bronny Jr., though, on that alley-oop there. So that does that make a difference to anyone out there watching? But uh, it made the rounds today. People are criticizing. I guess uh, it's not a really a slow sports day. It goes to show you the power of LeBron James and how much he moves the needle. You think people care about C.J. McCollum signing a three-year, $100 million extension? Yeah, people in Portland care. That's about it. I mean, that, what else are you going to lead with? If you're an NBA um, show and you know, ESPN continues the, their NBA shows, get good ratings, I get it. But not a lot to talk about, and I'm surprised though at how much play this has gotten uh, around uh, the country. So I wanted to bring it up because it was just which side do you you um, do you fall on, right? And we could all relate to it because we've all played or we've had you know sons if you're a parent out there who've played in a little league or basketball games when you're amateurs and what have you. We could all relate to to that um, environment that that you're in with like the parents cheering on the Suns and, and what, what what have you. And now that it's a celebrity and LeBron James and a big big NBA star, is it different? But uh, No, I, I agree with Danny. I, I don't have a problem with it. But uh, the fact that it wasn't his son on the alley hoop dunk, that may change a little bit for people out there. But uh, LeBron's enjoying his time off. Um, he should be getting healthy. He has a big NBA season ahead of him. In L.A. with Anthony Davis, did not get that third-star player, Kawhi Leonard burned them went to the clippers and i don't know if you guys are reading this but there's a report that the clippers are looking at looking at changing their nickname and i'm all for it i mean the clippers does nothing for me uh, it's it's really a boring nickname um so yeah and see vet it see what you uh, people come up with see if you could have a different uh changes to something more in line with i guess la uh, I don't know what exactly. I mean, what kind of, what would be a great nickname for a basketball franchise in L.A., right? I mean, you have the L.A. Lakers. They were in Minneapolis, the Great Lakes, so they don't even, that has nothing to do with L.A. So maybe this is the chance for the basketball uh, franchise to name themselves after something synonymous with the Los Angeles, with the City of Angels there in Los Angeles. Um that should be interesting to see if they actually go through with that with Steve Ballmer. But that's also, I mean, it's a slow NBA news day. But NFL training camp, that is what is in the news. MLB trade deadline. We are going to talk more about those two topics when we come back here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. I want to look at Julio Jones made some noise. Will will not play in the preseason. Also, Jerry Jones talked about Ezekiel Elliott and his holdout. We will talk about that and play the audio. From his interview on CBS in Dallas, Fourth Worth. That's next here on At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network.
0: Make it rain. Those of you that say, "Ah, it's not a real sport." Not yet. While the money's real, and the attention is real. The ratings are real. And yeah, sixteen-year-old comes out of nowhere and wins three million dollars as a Fortnite World Cup champion. And I don't think it's ever going anywhere, Dan. I think it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, man. Weekdays, seven to nine a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
2: Do you want two risk-free wagers of up to $1,000? Then go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Chicago Bears minus three and they cover the spread by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's PointsBet. Com forward slash grid, enter promo code grid, and you'll get two risk free bets of up to one thousand dollars today. Gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler twenty one and over, New Jersey residents only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Back here on At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network, I am Sean Guasamakia. NFL training camp going on as we speak. The first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game that will take place on. Thursday. So the NFL is here. It's not going anywhere. So happy to be with you as the NFL season is upon us and no better time than when the NFL season opens up for real. I mean, we get a little bit of a rush now. We love our fantasy teams. We have the projections and you listen to the football frenzy with Ventra, George Kurtz and Jim Day. They get you set with all the fantasy uh, news and then BFFs with Greg Sussman and Frank Stamfel. They get you set as well with the fantasy and with the uh, sports betting stuff. And so we're all set there. You listen to those guys. They're pumped. They got their ratings going on right now. They're in mock drafts as we speak. All of the, the, the talk of where you're going to draft certain players your average draft positioning. And was just listening to the BFFs. And they have Saquon Barkley number one overall. That was Greg Sussman's take and uh, Frank Sanfel's take. But it's uh, interesting that they, they talked about that because um, Greg was pointing out that if Daniel Jones is a starter. He wouldn't um, change his thought because he throws a screen pass better than Eli Manning. And then I was just reading a, a, a tweet uh, with someone who covers the Giants at, tra- uh, at, at uh, camp there today. He threw a bad pick and what have you. And so it, it, <laughs> who knows? It's, it, it's pre-seasons. So he throws the, the screen pass well. I threw it at Duke well. Uh, okay. The NFL is a different... Animal, it's a different uh, environment. The best athletes in the world, you are going to base that off of what minicamp? You base out of three days of practice? I, I don't know. I don't know what to make it. I, NFL training camp, it's you know, the, the, you can't make too much of it when the pads and when it counts for real. Week one, not preseason. Week one, that's when I get excited. Nothing better than to sit down, watch all of the sports games, all of the NFL games on a Sunday. Uh, red zone or just watching your favorite team and just keeping track of your fantasy team, keeping keep track of everything that's going on, sports gambling and, and your bets and everything. So it's a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. But let's preview a little bit more, right? Jerry Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, talked about it. Ezekiel Elliott in Mexico right now, Cabo, holding out, not in Ox- Oxnard, wants a new contract, wants to be paid like the top running backs in the league will get paid a shade under, $4 million this year in the fourth year of a five-year rookie deal. Jerry Jones has been here before with Emmett Smith back in the early 90s. Emmett Smith held out, missed the first two regular season games. They actually lost to the Buffalo Bills in the, in the second regular season game in Big D. Panic set in. They gave uh, Emmett Smith a new, new deal. He showed up. He was great that year. The Cowboys were great that year. They won the Super Bowl, and the rest is history. Jerry Jones speaking with CBS Sports 11 there in Dallas-Fort Worth talked about Ezekiel Elliott's holdout and compared it to Emmitt Smith back in the 90s. Here, take a listen.
8: Is Ezekiel Elliott to this Cowboys team what Emmitt Smith was to the 90s Cowboys? Well, of course, Emmitt had uh, participated in a Super Bowl being the first rushing champ. This is very important. First time ever a rushing champion was on a Super Bowl winning team. The point there is you don't have to have a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl but Emmett was the first one to do it and that's one of the dilemmas at running back is that the league knows that uh, you can win Super Bowls and not have the Emmett Smith back there or not have Zeke back there. Consequently when we are looking and putting Zeke's contract in place We've got to realize that the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. And so you've got to do all of the things along with having Zeke that allow you to have other players so that you can win the Super Bowl. And uh, that's what we're going through.
2: There you go. That's Jerry Jones speaking with CBS 11 there in Dallas-Fort Worth. Interesting. You don't need to have a rushing champion to win the Super Bowl. True especially in this day and age. The New England Patriots, of course, proved that to be right. The other thing is you have to have other parts outside of the running back to win a Super Bowl. Now, let me understand this. I think he's getting to Dak Prescott's contract coming up. Omari Cooper, their star receiver that they acquired from the Oakland Raiders, his contract coming up. You have to save some money for those guys, too, in order to put together a top team to win. Remember, Tom Brady is not compensated with the top-tier quarterbacks in the league. He takes a sweetheart deal, if you will. Uh, Takes less money so they could spread the money around to other positions to have a complete team, a a team that's more competitive in in terms of spending um, uh, under the cap and and spending money on certain players to make sure they're they're competitive and, and they stay up with the top teams in the NFL. So they're an outlier. You know, they're kind of like um, they're a hard example to use because they're just so unusual. The Patriots and how they go about their business because Brady takes less money uh, than what he has earned and what he deserves. Will is that ultimately? Is that just a a good when when you're Ezekiel Elliott and you hear Jerry Jones and I'm sure he's heard it by now? Is that promising to Ezekiel Elliott getting a deal? I, I say no. A basically saying that get your button camp, you know we'll work on a deal. But you know you got to remember we got Dak Prescott, we have Amari Cooper here, and Jalen Smith. I mean there's other prominent players there on the defensive side of the ball that they have to play uh, pay as well. So I don't think it looks good for Ezekiel getting the contract that he wants, the monstrous contract. However, he'll Jerry Jones if if you know the um. Demands are in line with with what he could pay. They're going to get something done. He deserves more money. I don't blame Ezekiel Elliott for holding out. He is the most valuable of all those guys out of uh, Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. It's Ezekiel Elliott. He is the most uh, important player on that team because uh, the, the the offense is designed around Ezekiel Elliott around a powerful run game. You got a powerful offensive line, right? Dak is not your prototypical drop back quarterback. Who's going to sling it all around like a la, you know, um, uh, Baker Mayfield for that matter even. Or, you know, you're going to go Tom Brady or you know, Tom Brady a little bit. He's changed his game a little bit. You know, it's more where he dink and dunk, you know, uh, not as as prominent as he was back in the days when he threw uh, to Randy Moss for 50 touchdowns in a season. So it's changed. But they've got to pay Ezekiel. It's something. Than more than what he's getting now, so it's very interesting to see what happens there in Big D. That's what everyone's talking about. The other thing I noticed about Jerry Jones in that video is it me or is he slowing down? He's seventy six years old, and he kind of is losing his his real his energy. Sounds low energy to me. And what that tells me is maybe that's working on his side, where you know Jerry wants to win another Super Bowl. He wants to win. These times running out. I mean, he doesn't have like another thirty years. We could say that right right now, and so that stuck out to me as well. Just uh, even from last year, just it's almost like watching the Democratic primary right now. I don't know if you guys follow politics uh, at all, but Joe Biden has slowed down a lot from the last time he was in a prominent um, role as Vice President of this country. Um, to me, his energy level is really not what, and he's not as sharp as he used to be. And I kind of got the same feeling listening to Jerry Jones there. And they're around the same age, too. Um, so you kind of expect a decline there, but that's what I got there. And so does that, looking at that and hearing Jerry Jones, you have Stephen Jones is running the show there now uh, along with Jerry Jones. So um, I don't know if, if Jerry's making the decisions, although. but you know, if you know Jerry... <laughs> Jerry, you know, I, but he's listened in, in, in recent years to, to Stephen Jones. So we know that, right? There's reports out there that he's listened. And there was reports he wanted to draft uh, Pax Lynch. And Stephen Jones talked him out of it. And good for the, the Cowboys because we, we know what Paxton Lynch is, right? Not a starting quarterback in the NFL. John Elway ultimately drafted Paxton Lynch. It just didn't work out. But I think ultimately... Ezekiel, it will get some, some sort of raise there uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. And so right now, though, he's holding out, and stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on that. How about the MLB uh, trade deadline rumors? Uh, let's keep you updated. John Heyman now is tweeting, Braves have shown interest in Yasiel Puig. Interesting. Uh, they do not uh, appear engaged on Reyes, Castellanos, Dyson, or Peralta. Um, that's the latest from John Heyman. Also of note, he tweeted about 37 minutes ago. He's heard the, the Padres made multiple offers with major league players for Noah Syndergaard. No evidence. The sides are closer to a deal, however. So how about that? The Mets playing hardball with the Padres. The Padres a loaded farm system. Coming into this year, they had seven, or, seven to nine top 100 prospects in the MLB top 100. So they are loaded with great prospects. And uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. was one of those guys. I don't know if you want to count them. That's why I say 7-9 because he's on the Major League Club. But that was coming into this year and you know how good he is. Uh, So they have the prospects to land a Noah Syndergaard. So the Mets rightfully playing hardball. Still got uh, less than 24 hours. So still some time for the New York Mets and the San Diego Padres. If if that is uh, what Two teams involved there uh, if they're close to make a deal, but stay tuned on that. Looks like it's going to take a lot to get Noah guard Yankees, listen up, because they they need it Actually, it's not going to matter. The Mets will never, and I said that, off the last week, will never trade Noah Syndergaard to the Yankees. So, the pipe dream. All right, a lot more to do. We're going to go around the NFL training camp. We'll hear from Julio Jones, Brian Flores, Laramie Tunsil
3: Someone is searching your name or business online. What will they find? Do you have negative search results online? Do you have false accusations, records from a legal situation, or bad press from your past? To reclaim your reputation, call 1 888 We Delete or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. That's 1 888 933 3538 or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. If there is any negative information about you online, GuaranteedRemovals.com will permanently delete it for you. That's right. It is possible to remove negative content from the Internet. And GuaranteeRemovals.com is the only company focusing on permanently deleting negative online content. We have successfully removed over 10,000 links, including news articles, arrest records, legal documents, business complaints, blogs, pictures, videos, and more. We offer a no-money-upfront guarantee. You don't pay until your online content is removed. Call 1-888-WE-DELETE to talk to our dedicated specialists who are here to assist you. That's 1-888-933-3538 or GuaranteedRemovals.com. The
1: sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds. And it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as five ninety nine when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate... And free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter retractable awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer. So call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no. Ob-
0: obligation so call 800 869 5446 now
2: Here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network, I am Sean Guasamacchia. We're talking NFL training camp right now. Talked a little bit about it. Before we get to the cuts around the league and some news, um, (laughs) you can't make this up. I was reading about John Gruden, uh, Oakland Raiders head coach, how Nathan Peterman, backup quarterback Nathan Peterman, formerly of the Buffalo Bills, right? Mr. Five interceptions in one half against the L.A. Rams, Nathan Peterman. One of the worst performances in NFL history, if not the worst. Um, And then he started a couple more games and he didn't play any better. One of the worst uh, quarterback performances uh, through a few starts uh, that people have ever seen. That Nathan Peterman, John Gruden actually said he's growing on him. That's the report, ProFootballTalk.com that Nathan Peterman is growing on John Gruden. Now, take that for what it's worth. But, I mean, you just can't make this up. I mean, Nathan, what does he have on people? I mean, how is this guy still in the NFL? How is Nathan Peterman still a National Football League quarterback? I don't understand it. I mean, how bad does he have to play to lose a job? I mean, he's still getting paid. This guy's getting paid good money. He stinks. And every time his name comes up, just aggravates me just aggravates me that, that he's still in the NFL because I got to relive his his first half against the L.A. Rams, which is just, just a disgrace, disgraceful bef- performance. And which leads me back to, and not to get too much into the Buffalo Bills, but you, I brought up Nathan Peterman anyway. Uh, Sean McDermott I had no business starting Nathan Peterman. The Bills were chasing their first playoff appearance in 17 seasons with Tyrod Taylor. He benched them. Not that Tyrod was great, and I, I was call, I called for Tyrod to be replaced. Wasn't a great quarterback. Baker Mayfield proved that when the when he was benched last year with the Cleveland Browns, the offense went to new heights. Um, so he's a pedestrian, um, uh, just a mediocre quarterback. I get it with Tyrod Taylor. I'm not. I'm not banging the drum for Tyrod Taylor, but Sean McDermott actually thought Nathan Peterman was a competent NFL quarterback. Made the switch, and then he of course started him next, the next the next year. Right? Does that maybe question? Does that make you question Sean McDermott's judgment a little bit? I bring that up. I also bring up the fact that the Bills had the 10th pick in the 2017 NFL draft. They traded back to the 27th overall pick with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? They did get Trey White with that pick, all right? Cornerback, great cornerback, all pro. Will be an all pro some some point. Um, and then with the 10th pick in that, in that draft, the Chiefs selected Pat Mahomes, Bills needed a quarterback too. It's not like you can't say, oh, you know, they didn't have a need for quarterback. They had so-and-so, that Jim Kelly. No, <laughs> had no one of, the, uh, of that type, all right? They didn't have a quarterback on their roster that, that was uh, the future of the franchise. So you can't even use that as an excuse. Sean Watson was also on the board. Um, he was picked 12th by the Houston Texans. So, you know, just food for thought for those uh, Buffalo Bills fans out there. Uh, I reserve judgment. They did draft Josh Allen. Not a fan. Hopefully, he's better. Uh, but I digress. We'll get, I, I've said that before. My thoughts on the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, where they're going. Get more into it as the year gets going here, uh, before the season starts. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I am wrong. Don't want to be right. I root for the franchise. I want them to win. I don't want to root for my own ego. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm very secure right, with, with uh, my football knowledge. I don't, I don't need to be right there. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but I was talking about NFL training camp, a lot of news um, that's out there. We have some cuts we'll play, some sound. want to start, though, with Brian Flores talking about the quarterback in the league right now, the quarterback in the lead to be the starter there in South Miami. Take a listen.
7: Yesterday was I mean, obviously a day off, and you know, as a coaching staff, we really evaluated the entire roster. I would say, from a quarterback standpoint, you know, it's pretty clear to me that Ryan Fitzpatrick is leading the way. I think he's done that uh, uh, in a lot of areas from you know, leadership to production on the field to in the meeting rooms and the walkthroughs. And I think it's, you know, this is an ongoing competition, but right now, I think I'd say he's leading the way.
2: And if you've listened to Dane Martinez on this very network, he said all along, that's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to be the starter, so should not be surprised by those comments coming from the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores, that Ryan Fitzpatrick is in the lead over Josh Rosen, because if you start Josh Rosen, he plays horribly. That's it. You go to that. Where do you go from there? The, the kids' uh, confidence is shot, and you can never pull him and then bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick for a few games and then go back to Josh Rosen. So. The leader going in all along was going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, at least to start the first couple of games. And it's a total rebuild there in Miami. So should not be surprised. I give Dane Martinez credit for that. He was the first person who was on that that I heard, at least. This is a couple of weeks ago. So I'll give him credit. Um, But they have it wrong. Josh Rosen, leave him in there. 16 games, let him take his hits. Right at the end of it. You didn't draft the guy. You're not really tied to him financially. You traded uh, for him uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. And you got to see what you have. If at the end of the year, you could, you could make out how much it's Josh Rosen's um, problem and how much it's the team's problem. So I think give him a full 16-game slate, see how he does, throw him to the wolves, so to speak, and see what you have in Josh Rosen. You know what you have in uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I guess, I mean, there's no tanking in football, but, you know, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he could, he could put together a game or two where he goes bananas and throws for like 400 yards and they, they beat uh, like a team they're not supposed to beat. So, you know, they'll win more games with Ryan Fitzpatrick right now, especially starting off. So it's, there you have it. In South Florida, mind you, there you go. Ryan Fitzpatrick in the lead over Josh Rosen for the quarterback battle there. Also in Miami, Laramie Tunzel, the offensive tackle, Spoke about changes with the offensive line coach. Here, take a listen.
7: We need cohesion. I like that word, actually. Um, you know, it's five of us, and we all got to work together, you know, to just to make a hole and protect the quarterback. And just to be out here with those guys is, is, is extremely fun, and and I know we're going to get it and keep working.
2: So, I mean, it was news with the offensive line coach uh, of the Miami Dolphins being fired by Brian Flores one week into training camp. That's uh, Pat Flaherty. And... Larry Tunsell talked about how the unit needs to come together and gel and what have you. A little bit of a shocker. You want to give Brian Flores credit that he had the guts to pull this move because he knows it was going to make national news. It did. We'll see uh, how much of a difference will it make. But he wasn't implementing the system that Brian Flores wanted, so he didn't see what he, he wasn't. Uh, he didn't like what he was seeing, and he pulled the trigger prematurely. I would say. Right? Got to give give a guy a little bit more than a week, right? I mean, that's it. But we'll see. The jury's out on whether or not that was the right decision. Time will tell. But uh, still a lot of other news that was made in the NFL. Julio Jones will not play preseason football for the second consecutive year. The star wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. He talked about making that decision.
7: No, I'm not playing preseason for me. I'm a veteran. I've been doing this. You know, I don't. I don't need preseason to get ready. It's a mentality thing. As long as I get my reps and practice, I practice the way I play. Once I get my reps in and things like that, I'll be ready to go.
2: Fantasy owners love that. All right, so they're gonna. All right, AJ Green. You saw what happened, right? Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. First day of practice, uh, out six to eight weeks with torn ligaments in his ankle. Why? Why play these guys? I. AJ Green's in a different it's a different scenario, new coach, new system, new new, you know, new regime there in Cincinnati. Still, that being said, still, I don't know. I, I wouldn't play my star players in preseason, especially um uh in games. Practice, I you know, I, you have to. I guess you have to, but you don't because Julio Jones is not gonna play um in preseason for the second consecutive year. And fantasy owners love that. They're very happy about that right now. He's not going to get hurt. He's going to be eligible. He's going to be healthy to play week one for the Atlanta Falcons. So don't look for him tomorrow. Thursday night, there in the Hall of Fame game. Also making news, Andrew Luck will not practice this week. He's nursing a calf injury. He spoke to reporters about that injury.
1: It's a calf strain. We're on our feet a lot, and I know to be the best quarterback I want to be. To help this team, like I want to help them, I, I can't be, I'm not looking for average. And if I'm going out here with pain, I'll be average. I will feel like an average quarterback, and I'll, I'll be an average quarterback. That's not good enough for me. That's not good enough for this club.
2: No average Andrew right there. I, I like it. <laughs> it doesn't want to be average. Uh, wake me up when it's a, a, a shoulder injury. That's when I'm concerned Our elbow injury or right arm injury. calf injury, not too concerning for me. I, I, I Rest up, Andrew Luck. There's no need for you to play in these preseason games. Do have to practice, however, Um, but had a great uh, year last year. Comeback player of the year in the National Football League. If I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan, that is music to my ears. I I don't want to see Andrew Luck in preseason games. And the calf injury, he's out a week. Should you be concerned? I guess, but it's not his right shoulder. That is when I become really concerned if I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. It's a calf injury right now. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. We'll see. If it's still something that nags him come late August, then I'll, I'd be concerned. But right now, I'm not making too much of that. I know some people are uh, calling Andrew Luck injury-prone. He certainly is. But it's not a right shoulder injury. That's when I would be concerned uh, with Andrew Luck missing time with an injury to that uh, extent. All right. One more for you. The Washington Redskins head coach, Jay Gruden, talks about his rookie quarterback.
8: It's a long way to go. We haven't even presented all the different looks yet, so there's a lot of looks he's got to see and adjust to. The biggest thing for him is getting in and out of the huddle, so he has time at the line of scrimmage to adjust things, and that's something we have to continue to work, and the tempo is, is critical. But that'll come with uh, him being able to spit out the plays in the huddle, getting the line, and being able to make the necessary changes. But he's he's coming along for just being here for a few short months. All right.
2: No news really there, right? That's what you expect, right? He'll uh, heap some praise and then also offer some aspects of his game in which Dwayne Haskins needs to improve. Not surprising there, but I'll say this again. The Washington Redskins need to start Dwayne Haskins week one. He's your rookie quarterback. You drafted him 15th overall. Your team is one in which is rebuilding. And to look at the backup quarterbacks there with Colt McCoy and Case Keenum. They don't offer much. You know what they are. They're backups. Start Dwayne Haskins, 16 games. None of this babying him or learning on the bench. Get in there right away. The, the Cleveland Browns made the mistake last year. Number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield, Hugh Jackson. Surprisingly, not surprisingly, he's not the coach, right? Um, starting Tyrod Taylor. We know how much of a mistake that was. All right, uh, Baker Mayfield threw for a rookie record 27 touchdown passes. And that's uh, with missing two games. Start these guys week one. Stop babying them. And, oh, the offensive line's not ready or whatever. Everyone will bring up the David Carr situation with the Houston Texans where they threw him through the wolves. He was sacked so, uh, so many times and he never was the same. He was gun the rest of his career. Forget about that. All right. Do we know, had David Carr sat for a couple of years, what he would have turned into? We don't. I mean, you could go either way on this, right? There's always examples. Uh, of quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers primarily, Phillip Rivers sitting for a long period of time and then becoming stars. And then there's quarterbacks that didn't sit right away, played uh, Peyton Manning comes to mind right away, game one, struggled, but uh, Troy Aikman's another one, but then learned the ropes and turned into great quarterbacks. So there's different ways to skin a cat, as they say. And so, but for me, my, um, what I like to see is if you draft a quarterback high, in the first round and your team that's not expected to compete for a playoff spot, put your quarterback in there, get the reps, get the experience this way sets your team up for the future. And, uh, they could progress that way with the team as they go forward. Right? So that's uh, a look around the NFL training camps, uh, some news that was made earlier today and yesterday. And, uh, just a big takeaway right there is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He will, Likely start week one for the Miami Dolphins. I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Uh, Shout out to Dane Martinez with that information a few weeks ago. He was right on it. Good job, Dane. All right. We'll wrap things up with taking a look at the Major League Baseball schedule tonight. Some prop bets as well. That's next here on At the Window.
0: Go to gamefacegrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
2: Back here on At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network, I am Sean Guasamac. You're wrapping things up here uh, next is Game Time Decisions with Gabriel Morenzi and Cam Stewart. Cam will have your news update at the top of the hour, and I'm sure I'll be, uh, be all over the Jill Ellis stepping down as a U.S. women's national team soccer coach. The only woman to win two World Cups, so uh, I'm sure Cam will handicap the possible replacements for Jill Ellis there with the women's soccer team, uh, as well as all the MLB prop bets and all you need to know setting you up for tonight's action in the sports world. A couple of minutes here left, and Bob Nightingale of the USA Today MLB writer was on uh, earlier this week on the Fantasy Sports Network had a great tweet, and this is shaping up to be one of the dullest MLB trade deadlines in recent memory, and it really is. There's not, I mean, there's a lot of rumors going around, a lot of speculation, but nothing really of note thus far. You got some minor trades, or Jordan Lyles getting traded back to the Brewers, and uh, you know, Marcus Stroman was a big deal. All right, but that was a couple days ago now. I mean, Any of these big guys going to get traded? Uh, Noah Syndergaard, the latest report uh, from Ken Rosenthal, the Mets are looking for Major League and and John Heyman, Major League uh, talent back in return for Noah Syndergaard. So they're not real serious about trading Noah. It's unlikely to happen if you're a contending team, and the Padres are not right now. Why would you trade a a valuable uh, chip off of your contending team to Lance Syndergaard? That's why you trade prospects, because they're not on the 25-man, or they're not contributing right now to your team. So uh, that's the whole motivation behind that, uh, trading prospects and what have you. So uh, the Mets are not, I guess, likely to trade Noah Sindergard, but this could all change. Who knows what will happen? But I hope something happens because right now it's kind of dull. And Major League Baseball was building this and propping this up to be the equivalent of NBA free agency where it just takes over the sports news cycle and that's all we talk about. Uh, Again, uh, are we going to talk about something negative with baseball? Where it's something that they did wrong once again by uh, having the August trade deadline uh, just moved to one trade deadline July 31st at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll know by tomorrow. So let's not react just yet. All right, that'll do it for At The Window. Thanks to producer Danny on the ones and twos and for selecting the music and doing all he does. I'm Sean Guasamaki. That's At The Window. Up next, Cam Stewart, Gabe Morenzi. Game Time Decisions.